Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. He konai purangi tēnei nā te reo irirangi o Aotearoa. So just at the uh, riverside here at Wanganui, at uh, Tawananui, heading to Wanganui. We got a helicopter out off the river two years ago. It's pretty cool. I'm with two people from Yukon, northern Canada, John and Monica, and Ron, our uh, company, Tawananui Canoe Hire, who are sending us off down the Wanganui. And it's quite a buzz to think I'm, you know, the bond that might form in the next few days. Monica, you're looking forward to the trip? <laughs> yes, I am. Yep. John, you, you, you were saying you're a, like a grade three kayaker and uh, uh, canoeist. Canoeist. Well, into grade, grade three. Not too much grade three. Yeah. yeah. So sort of almost synon- synonymous with Canada canoeing, isn't it, really? I yeah. guess. Yeah. <laughs> so, Ron, Ron, how many people you sent down this year, this summer so far, this season? Exactly, it might be a couple of thousand people going through. Couple of thousand, far out. Well oiled machine. Man. Wanganui River. So calm just now. Out of the wind, there's been a bit of a wind pick up on some of the stretches. Just lots of swallows darting around the river. Here, a little bit of a rapid just coming up ahead. So quiet, late afternoon. Very, very peaceful. Been paddling for, well, it must be four and a half, close to four and a half hours. Okay, so day two on the Wanganui River, we're just all packed up and getting ready to go I'm with John and Monica and it's really cool because you know you spend time and you get to know each other a little bit more so the, the history of Yukon what drew people to Yukon in the first place well the white people that came with the gold rush in 1898 and they uh, would most of them would go up boat from Seattle up to Skagway and then over the Chilkoot Pass and build a raft or a boat and float all the way to Dawson City and then lose their shirts gold mining, most of them. And, and the next rush was when they built the Alaska Highway during the Second World War. Right. And it went through there and opened up most of the country that had never been opened up before. It was the Americans that basically wanted that highway built to protect. Right. And so, Monica, you were, t- telling, were telling stories just before about the hardships, you know, like um, 12-year-olds getting sent on a raft with their younger siblings to... to to go, uh, you know, educate and they had to take a rifle and flour and everything. So hard, like like the breed of people in the Yukon, is it, are they different from the rest of the, the country in Canada? No, it, no different than what people went through here in New Zealand either. Just tough people had to, you know, you did what you had to do in those yeah. days, eh? It was, was normal. Yeah. 
And you, you were born and bred there? No, I was, I was born in Northern Ontario. And then after I finished university, I w went to Northern BC and then I was headed to the Yukon and then met John and was going to go stay for a year, but yeah, the roots got deeper and deeper and then we stayed. And you, you're, you're a profession is? Yeah, I'm a nurse, yeah. Yep. But then in between we, we do market gardening, we raced sled dogs for 18 years. Oh, really? Yeah. We had a, the, our backyard full of 24 Alaskan Huskies. And we have a trap line across the lake from where we live. Far out. And John, in terms of that trap line, you were telling me yesterday, what do you hunt? Wolves, wolverine, lynx, marten. Yeah, those are the four main ones. Yeah. So I'm feeling very safe with you guys on the river. <laughs> Nothing, nothing's going to come it up. I don't know. Possums. I don't, I don't have a gun. <laughs> <laughs> Bare hands, you're from the Yukon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're at a, an amazing little camp spot called Manga Mangapapa. Manga Papa down the Wanganui River. So, um, Hunter? Yes, thank you. Hey. <laughs> and Jackie? Hello. Yeah. Like you guys, honestly, just watching you last night and then today paddling the river, it's just like wicked, man. If more people your age were doing this kind of gig, we'd probably be destined for a very nice world. So, how long have you guys been in New Zealand? Coming up to five weeks now. Yeah, five out of six weeks. Right. So we're on the road total for six weeks. First, first time over here, Hunter's leaning over to Sorry. the, uh, the what, what was that, rice? Rice. Rice is boiling on the on the little cooker. What what kind of brings you guys to do this sort of stuff in, in New Zealand? In New Zealand, it's got everything. It's got the trekking, all the outdoor activities that we want to do. Um, for us, it's so easy to get to. Yeah, we want to see something closer to home and... See what's in your backyard or over the neighbour's fence, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Now, it's, uh, is it different from going doing this sort of thing in your own country where you guys have got all these bloody crocodiles and yeah. snakes <laughs> and spiders? And... <laughs> yeah, certainly, definitely. It's nice to know that things won't pop out of the bush and kill you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there are certainly a lot more creepy crawlies. Yeah. You have to check your tans and check your boots and. and what, what got you into this sort of stuff, um, outdoor? Was it was it your, your upbringing or is it just something you guys have taken on yourselves? I know I definitely did a lot of it when I was a kid. My mum and dad are into it, and I've got brothers, and yeah, we grew up doing it. So I've been doing it ever since. Yeah, I certainly had like an outdoorsy family, but I guess this kind of stuff um, I got mostly into after school. I did I, the Duke of Edinburgh Award at school, oh, and yeah, that yeah, cool. really sparked an interest. That over here, yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's big in Australia too. Um, I'm really lucky and I have some really great girlfriends who are all super outdoorsy so we kind of egg each other on. That's it. Plus obviously since Jack and I have been going out we G each other up which is good. You know it's nice yeah. to have someone who's like oh yeah okay I'll do it with you. Yeah. Sounds a bit silly but I'll go. Yeah. <laughs> cool man well welcome and, and thank you for partaking in our beautiful uh, outdoors yeah. oh yeah, yeah. good thanks we for can. having us cheers no well thank you <laughs> no no thank you no, <laughs> got into John Cool Hut down the Wanganui River <clears throat> my mates Monica and John the Yukon Canadians they're camping, as are the young Australian couple and the German couple that we've been hanging with on the way down the river. Very cool spending time with these people 
at each campsite, but I'm in the hut tonight. I um, told that there was one bed left in the hut, so it'll be my first time in a dock hut. I'm not sure if I'm excited or not, but I think it's all tainted with the fact that I'm still having to come to grips with losing my bloody grip bug GoPro. Unbelievable. I know I'd been getting some nice, nice footage down the river in particular, but also uh, Tongariro. I know I got some kind of nice shots and things. So it's more the, yeah, just not being able to look back on those parts of the journey in terms of the memories than the material aspect of losing a, a GoPro, although that's a bit of a kick in the guts as well. Yeah, well, my reputation is intact. He who loses things. I wonder what it must be like a, I wonder if there's a Māori name for that, because it probably sounds better. He who loses things. Let, let me count the ways I lost things. My father and brother's ashes. The Radio New Zealand camera. Uh, a t-shirt somewhere in Tamaranui. Um, oh, too many bloody things to name. Oh, the Ponamu, which came back. My cap, which came back. My trail notes, which came back. The GoPro, which didn't come back. Or hasn't come back. Maybe it will. Maybe it will. Start of day five on the Nui River. So four hours paddle to Pipiriki where I'll hop on a bike and a ride to Hanganui. I'll have to give it a bit of a bash too because I want to try and get in there to get the last bust of Palmerston. And I have to say goodbye to John and Monica which will be a, uh, yeah it'll be a shame to do because there's such a buzz to hang with them. Yeah another mist enshrouded morning on the tops of the forest surrounding the river but clear and green rich vista down on the river got a couple of good rapids coming up today too one called the 50-50 because 50% of people go over tip over <laughs> let's see how that goes Oh man, I have the sorest ass in the universe, so just need to get that out of the way. Just ridden a bike, I think it's about 80 kilometers, paddled for three and a half hours this morning, then to Pipiriki, and part of the trail you can get a bike um, if you pre-arrange it with the canoe company and you ride into Wanganui, which is what I did because I wanted to get here as quick as I can to get to Palmerston North. Two people who were paddling 
over the last few days down Wanganui River at the same time and we kept meeting in campgrounds uh, from the Czech, Czech Republic and they said oh Bruce we'll give you a ride from Wanganui to Palmerston North they got out of Pipiriki they went back to Ratihi to get their rental car they've driven to Wanganui to pick me up and we're, we're going to have some dinner and then we're driving through to Palmerston North so these are my latest trail angels Vladimir and Elena from Czech Republic so thank you very much you guys you're most welcome yeah, we're very happy to have you and you've paddled Wanganui River how was that? Uh, this, is, this was so different from any other track that we did we're really happy we decided to do this special great walk I am back at the wonderful Fio Fio dock hut, the uh, imitation dock hut in Palmerston North with Fiona and Anthony and these are master trampers. I've just been amazed they've been showing me some blogs. Anthony, your blog is called? Spine of the Fish. We are not master trampers, we are, we're almost we're gonzo trampers. Well, we're latter day trampers, yeah. We, we make it up as we go along. So and we we're not, we've only been doing it since we were in our mid-40s, so we are not master trampers. There would be a lot of people who would look down upon us with that kind of terminology. <laughs> Actually, yes, and because, and Fiona, you were showing me... Uh, no, no, Anthony, you were showing me the videos that you've been shooting of you guys out doing the conservation work with the woman who, um, who heads that FIO conservation project. Mm -hmm. And who's the guy who... What age is he, the guy who goes Warren. with you? Warren? Warren, he, he would be, I don't know, uh, I don't know. He'd be comfortably in his 60s and he's, he's miles ahead of us in like ability just to walk up rivers without needing a walking stick and, and scale mountains without breaking into sweat. And he's a lifelong tramper. An old school tramper. Old, old school, school tramper, yeah. Because yeah. yeah, that's a possible way. One of the videos you showed me, though, what what were the boots they wear? They're wearing bullers, scaler up bullers. Is that what they call? Yeah, so they're gum boots with laces. So you, that's what I saw and, them and, in the video. Yeah, so they don't rot. They you need to wear a couple of pairs of socks. Best, um, but you can you can modify them with a like a, a, a hot poker to poke holes in so the water drains out of them. Oh, you, can, you can cut them around your saw bits on your heel if they don't quite fit you, and they reckon they get a year and a half of good solid river work and tramping work out of them. It's like a blast of the past, but it's actually becoming more durable. Like really? it's, yeah, we we our we wear tramping boots because we do a lot of rough country stuff. And our leather tramping boats rot because of the going and walking, spending a whole day walking up a river. So these guys have found a solution. Now I've got to say, some of the again the video that Anthony was showing me, there is this tussock. Mm. Each blade of the tussock is an icicle. Yes. You guys are going up in the Ruahinis mm -hmm. when it's frozen. Everything is frozen. Yeah. And tell us what Anthony wears. Oh, Anthony wears a kilt. He swears <laughs> by it. He, he wore it the entire length of um, doing Te Araroa South Island, um, and he quite likes it, actually, and he looks handsome. I'm lucky I get to walk along behind him. But, man, have you have you ever thought about potentially doing the Wanganui River? 
get a hold of one of these uh, companies, come down, get your family, friends, whatever. This it truly is a pretty bloody wicked experience. Quite stunning. This is our land. This is New Zealand. Aotearoa. Well, that's it for the long way home for this week. Next week, I'm getting closer and closer to that wonderful moment that I'm looking forward to finishing off the North Island and moving on to the South. Don't forget, if you've got friends who might be interested, tell them to tune in to RNZ, The Long Way Home. The Long Way Home is produced by Bruce Hopkins and Justin Gregory. The executive producer is Tim Watkin. The engineer is Jeremy Veal. Subscribe to every episode of The Long Way Home podcast at iTunes or at radionz.co.nz forward slash series. And while you're there, please rate us. That way more people get to hear these stories. If you go to the Long Way Home webpage at rnz.co.nz, you'll find an interactive map that follows Bruce as he walks to Aotearoa. Bruce is also on Twitter, at Bruce Hop, so get in touch if you've got tips, questions, or can offer him a bed, a meal, or just a hot shower along the way. You can also email him at thelongwayhome at radionz.co.nz. In the next episode, Bruce will be back on the trail between Otaki and Wellington, having skipped the rugged Tararua section that's for a bit later on. The Long Way Home. Whenua, whakapapa, whānau. Follow us. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.